subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned, Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. I'm always high on the hogs, you guys. I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but my day is young. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. Tommy Chuck and Ty, you guys are the gold standards of sports talk radio. He bleeds to Arkansas. Ty's got good hair. Welcome in our friend Richard Davenport of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, Whole Hog Sports. RD, I was listening to Muss on Monday night talk about the game day atmosphere, uh, the just ability, the the chance to be on ESPN, not just in the morning, but at night, uh, the, how it helped in recruiting. Uh, did you notice a boost? Did, did you notice just the impact that College Game Day being here this weekend had on Arkansas basketball? Well, not only on basketball, but also football, because if, uh, Arkansas football had a junior day, and one of the things that they did, they spent about an hour uh, in Budwell Marina when uh, game day was uh, being broadcast. So uh, that was, uh, you know, that was a plus for basketball and and for football. And the kids, uh, most a lot of the kids that I've talked to, as far as football, uh, mentioned that as one of the highlights is uh, being able to see that. Uh, uh, in Bud Walton Arena, and also uh, emphasize the fan support of uh, uh, of Arkansas. So uh, it was a plus plus for both. But uh, and then I talked to Parker Jefferson, six ten, six eleven, big man in the twenty five class, four star, who has Arkansas ties. His mom played at Arkansas in basketball, and his dad played football at Arkansas. And uh, he he, he kind of mentioned it too. So uh, yeah, I, I think it was a win-win for everybody when you you get something like that in your uh, uh, in your gymnasium. You mentioned football recruits. One of my best friends is from Nixon, Missouri, and I know there's an Arkansas. Is that the the guy? Is that Parker? Is that who you're referring to? The the offensive lineman. I, I can't remember the offensive lineman's name from Nixon off the top of my head. Oh, oh no, you're talking about Contrell. Uh, uh, Geez, and I'm, I'm forgetting the last name. I mean, first name. Uh, and, and I shouldn't because he's a five-star offensive lineman. Uh, uh, I believe that's uh, I believe that's uh, who you're talking about. But uh, I'm, not, I'm not looking at the not, not looking at uh, you know my notes or anything like that. And uh, but. Uh, uh, I, I know. Kinda, I know. Patr- I think uh, if I remember reading correctly, Bobby Petrino either had a scheduled visit or recent visit. Yeah, he did. He did. He did visit, and Coach uh, Mateos has also visited. And I, I'm going to kill myself uh, when I get off the phone because I, I, you, you don't forget. Uh, you don't forget a name uh, like him because he's 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 a truly a freak, and I've written about him several times, but can't remember the first name. Yeah. Richard Davenport with us on the McClarney Daniel Hotline. Richard, uh, these junior days, they they added a third one, and uh, they've been very popular. I know they've had a, 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 with kids coming in for for visits. It seems like there's a real focus on 25 and 26, and particularly 26 uh, guys. I, I noticed that kids as young as the eighth grade have been in some of the stories that that, that you've written lately. Why is it that these junior days have uh, have been such a success this year for Sam Pittman's program? Well, I, I think uh, one thing that this this staff has done, and I think it's starting to pay dividends, just because of the you know, uh, uh, you know they've been there a while and they've been able to build relationships. Uh, and usually, it takes two or three two or three years to really build a relationship with a high school kid. So some of these guys that are visiting, they've already been talking to over the last year or so, and uh, that's 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 how they're able to get them on campus and just just pure hard work and and making sure that they they know that they're wanted and and obviously they're putting out the offers like you said and uh that's part of the process Uh, oftentimes a kid will not visit uh unless they have a an offer Uh, in the old days you might be able to do that and then maybe offer later but and that still happens but uh oftentimes kids uh and parents will say well you know until they offer, we won't visit. So 
that's another thing they they've been offering early, and and you're seeing that uh, even even today. Yeah, you know, and and when it comes to to, to looking at that, I mean, the, the the image I get from the outside, just as a as a fan and observer, and someone doing this radio show, is Sam Pittman's not planning to, for for a one year run here. He you know he's planning for a long term future. At least from the outside looking in, he's going about his business as though this is uh he's he's got a, an extended period of time compared to to what some think it will be a shorter run. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think everybody knows that uh, you know they have to win next year to to uh, continue to go forward. But uh, uh, you know that you, you you continue to recruit and recruit hard because uh, you, you slack off, uh, it's it's going to catch up with you. And, uh, and 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 let's face it, some of the things, some of the problems that well, not some, the main problem of of last year. Goes back to recruiting. The first two years that uh, of Coach Pittman's uh, time, uh, they you know, basically every, every every guy of the six guys that they signed in the first two recruiting classes is no longer there, and that that was a big reason why probably the offensive line was in, in the shape that it was was because the first two classes uh, wasn't very productive as far as uh, keeping uh, you know good quality offensive linemen on campus. Richard Davenport with us here on the McCarty Daniel on Whole Hog Sports Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Richard, speaking of working hard, Drake Greenlaw and the San Francisco 49ers move on against Frank Ragnow and the Lions in his second Super Bowl. I wonder if you could take us back a little bit to his recruiting process. And uh, I remember watching him a little bit in high school. I got a chance to play him in some pickup basketball back in the day. What do you remember about Dre's early recruiting process in Fayetteville? Well, you know, he was committed to Arkansas State, and Arkansas kind of took took a late uh, a late look at him. And I remember Randy Shannon going to his uh, uh, one of his games to uh, scout him, and you know, and then shortly after that, they extended an offer, and then that kind of got the wheels rolling for him to to be a Razorback. But I, I you know, not only just uh, you know his recruiting, I, I just remember, you know, obviously he was uh, nicknamed Big Big Play, uh, Big Play Dre. Uh, yeah, Big Blade Trey and by Coach Patton, and I, I remember going to uh, Fayetteville uh, Rogers game, and Rogers was up. Uh, uh, they just scored. Uh, Qualls was the quarterback then. Josh Qualls was the quarterback for for Rogers, and obviously he was a playmaker for them. And, and they scored and, and got ahead uh, with maybe I don't know maybe. 10, 15 seconds. I can't remember exactly how much more time there was in the fourth quarter. Uh, but they kick off, and Dre, Dre gets the uh, kickoff. And I'm walking out thinking it, it, it's done. And as I'm walking out, uh, I'm seeing him return the kickoff, and he returns it for for a touchdown. And, um, I mean, that's just he, – he just made plays after play after play, uh, not only on defense but elsewhere. But uh, – uh, he he was a late offer, and they gave him one, and, and boom, and look, look, look where he is now. Richard, you have a unique perspective of living in Little Rock for a number of years. Now you're up in northwest Arkansas, and I wonder from a guy that's covered high school football forever, what could central Arkansas high school football coaches, teams, and players learn from what seemingly has happened in northwest Arkansas with what it seems to be an uptick in high school football, well, I think they, I think they, I think they've learned quite a bit, and I think that's why you're seeing so much more success in the Central Arkansas area about the investing in, in into the programs. You look at Bryant, you look at Conway, uh, you, you look at uh, Little Rock Parkview. Uh, I mean, uh, Central Arkansas is uh, is uh, definitely on the move uh, uh, up as far as. What they what they've done in the past, as far as high school football, and uh, and 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 you can you can look at, at what Northwest Arkansas did for many of years and can, can, can he, continues to do. You know, a prime example, Fayetteville won in the state championship. Uh, that that kind of that kind of motivated Central Arkansas to get their act together, and, and I think that's uh, made the football in the state overall just that, that much better. Yeah. And you know, I think we'll continue uh, continue to see that that grow and change. Uh, I think you start to see some of that success, and I I think it 
just like anything else we talk about, it comes back to coaching. I mean, I think you look at Little Rock Parkview and what's happened with uh, Brad Bolding and his brother coming in there and the success that they've had over the last few years. Man, when you hire the right coach, good things seem to seem to happen. Uh, public yeah, school, private exactly. school. It, I mean, it it it's a to me a pretty simple solution. You just gotta go get the right coach. Now, who that is, that's the harder part. But the right coach is always the answer. Yeah, because you know everybody, anybody knows anything about high school football. A lot of it's just getting the kids to come out and play, and uh, and and getting them out of the hallway, and 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 it takes a, a highly motivated. Uh, coach to be able to do that and get the kids to to, to realize, hey, we we can do something here, and, uh, and then then you get then you win two state titles like uh, Harview's done. I mean, it's not so uh, it's not so difficult getting kids out of the uh, uh, you know out of the hallway. I mean, they're probably most of them are not not a, not not necessarily just walking the hallway. Now they're 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 playing football, so uh, that it, it just takes. Uh, just takes that right coach, like you said, and that's that's that that's all levels: college football, uh, professional football. You get the right coach, and uh, you you can you can turn things around. Yeah. R- Richard, we'll leave it there this morning, man. Appreciate you making some time for us, and uh, we'll kind of preview Super Bowl and talk some more recruiting next week. Okay. Look forward to it. See you, man. What is wrong with you? Say, I want to complain. I'm complaining. I want to complain about complaining. I- it really pisses me off today to simply listen to people whine and complain. I'm angry. I'm, I'm spitting angry. I'm like a tornado of anger swirling about. My heart rate is dangerously high right now. I'm complaining because not enough people tickle, hug, or smile. I'm so mad I could eat ball bears and crap BBs. It's time for What's Your Beef Wednesday. So I'll never complain about the good insight we get from Richard Davenport on the McCarty Daniel Hotline, but I will complain that it is appreciate your Social Security check day, Tommy, and I'm never going to see a cent of my Social Security that I send in each and every paycheck. Mm-hmm. I've been told that since I was in, I guess, middle school, high school, college. Ah, you're probably not going to see any of this. Well, then why am I paying it? Why am I looking at my check to pay for your retirement butt in 20 years? Why am I doing this not. if I'm not going to see any of it? You're not paying for mine. Who am I paying for? The People ones right like now? Dad. People, your dad's not quite to that age He's yet. 62, he says. Yeah, he's confident. probably hanging on. He could, if he's 62, he could sign up and take he's, the uh, He said he's amount. not going to draw until, I think, 67. I think yeah. it's his plan. He may he may wait and look at 70 with all the inflation we've, we've had. But, yeah, I mean, you're not paying for, for me. That money will be well, your money will be long well gone. Spent. <laughs> well spent. I don't know about well spent, but long gone. But, hey, you pay it in. I, I mean, my dad unfortunately passed away at the age of 62. He never drew a dime, paid in all his life. Never got a dime. That's what really makes me mad. But, I mean, listen, you're not the first to complain about this. You won't be the last. You ain't going to change it. But uh, I hear you. Uh, I look at mine and I look, you know, where's it go? But I'd like to be, you know, just give me the money. Just give me half the money back I put in and let me invest it myself. I know we were joking with Chuck on his birthday earlier this week and we made some comments towards Clay. And I guess technically I'm playing for, paying for Clay. So right yeah, now, there you I, go. You're paying I, for Clay. I just, which I know he loves. He there, There's no one on this planet that would like to take money more from Ty Richardson than Clay Henry. But I see this holiday. And I'm just like, there's nothing to appreciate about Social Security from my vantage point because I'm not going to see a dime of it. I guess I guess to a certain degree, I'm like, well, I'm helping Clay out. And Clay's helped me out over the years, so I guess I can look at it from that vantage point. But uh, anytime I, uh, when we get our, I know we don't get our, our a physical check anymore. We get them digitally. But every time I'm scrolling through, I'm doing my check, 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 just making sure everything's on the up and up and stuff. I see that withdrawal or whatever it's called i'm just like i just shake my head every time i was like well i just lit that money on fire because i'm never gonna see a penny and i guess i'm investing can i say i'm investing in clay's future no it is i can't say that no even though it's it's going towards clay no again an investment's something that appreciates has a chance to go up in value but clay's gonna invest it and then something no, like not. that okay he's gonna spend it on he's gonna spend it spend it on some new waders uh, he's going to spend it in the Orvis catalog. That's what that's what Clay's going to do. Okay. Well, I, I guess I can take the one thing I can take solace in is I am 
in a way, passing it back to Clay after Clay has helped me since my sophomore year of college. So I guess that if I'm going to find one positive in a beef this morning, Tommy, it would be that I'm helping out our friend Clay Henry to a certain degree. uh, you know, for <laughs> uh, there's an actual. So, so today is what did you say was appreciate your social security check day. Okay. Well, I, again, I'm, I'm I'm in the camp with you. I I've never gotten one, so I'll, all I've done is paid in. So I I don't have anything to appreciate at this point. So so I am with you. I tell you what, my beef is this this round. It's hit my house in, like in the last 24 hours. Well, maybe the last 18 hours. It's flu slash, I don't know what it is. You know, it's just, I've got two in my house right now. I'm, I'm working from the home office today. I've got uh, Laura down sick. And I, I, there's a lot of people that's just uh, had whatever's going around. And I, I, you know, I know it's winter and people get, get the crud and whatever. But this is, uh, you know, I've had three or four people in my uh, kind of circle uh, this week that, that have all had... I don't know if it's flu, COVID. I don't know what's good, what it is, but they've got something, and it, it lowers down bad right now. Did you get your medicine ball for her? Are you going to get her one at those points? That's a good point? idea. I've gotta, I'm going to have to step away in a little bit because the kiddo's got to get to school, and uh, she she's not she can't answer the bell today. But, yeah, maybe maybe I uh, hustle through five bucks there and get her a medicine ball. Listen, Matt Jones, we know what he, he did on the field. give me an extra 10 minutes to do that? Can yes. I get, can you I do get an extra respite from the for show? Her, for that? Not for you, for her. For her. Uh, for her. Okay. Uh, Matt Jones, for all his talent on the field, for all his talent in sports talk radio and just ability to say what he thinks, the guy knows a thing or two about getting you healthy. And I never heard of it, never had one before. Guys, it brings one to me at a remote one time, and it changed my thought on what to do when I get sick. So She's sick. You were hungover. There's... <laughs> <laughs> She's got the one time I wasn't hung illness. over. <laughs> the one time I wasn't. You were just, you just drank too much. I will say on that note that you bring that up, me being now 29 years old, hangovers do exist. For the first uh, 25, 26 years, 20, maybe 27 years of my life, I didn't think they existed. I never got them. But now that I'm, again, adding tread on the tires, right. <laughs> I'm adding mileage. <laughs> To the car, it is. Uh, they definitely exist. Let me tell you, they you definitely doing it right. I guess not. I guess not. <laughs> oh, I've I've changed my. Uh, I haven't necessarily changed my food palate. I have changed my uh, drinking palate to a certain degree. I still love my natural light and my Michelob Ultra, but I drink like old fashions and whiskey now more than I ever have. You know, I I, I, I can I can uh, go along with you on that. Last okay. two or three years, that that I've made a shift. I'll still have a. You know, an, an ultra with you here and there, but I've I've become more uh, more bourbon and more, and I've always enjoyed a vodka. But, uh, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I've I've really kind of gotten into the vodka scene the last two years. I think the uh, I mean, pardon me, the, the, the bourbon whiskey. Scene. Yeah, the whiskey the and bourbon. bourbon scene. Not whiskey, bourbon. bourbon. I want to make sure I, that there's a difference because I know whiskey and bourbon people go at each other's throats. Yeah, if, you're, if you're from Kentucky or Tennessee, yeah, I um. And by the way, Hog Holler in Huntsville, Tommy, said his son just got the flu right now. He texted yeah. on the McCarty Daniel hotline, and uh, hopefully he his son is okay. I know that's a – I've – to my knowledge, Tommy, and maybe it just hadn't been diagnosed, I've never gotten the flu. Um, this was uh, – my dad's probably not going to be happy if he's here. And this is the first year this past year I didn't actually get a flu shot or a flu missed. Um, I just – forgot well to be perfectly honest but i i i have been blessed god has blessed me in a number of ways but i have a pretty strong immune system where i just i just don't care and i just work or do whatever regardless well but if yeah but if you've got the full bone flu it's one thing to work through just not just feeling like crap if you got the flu you can't do it i mean it it, it, it wouldn't if, if if laura had the winning powerball ticket she couldn't she 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 couldn't get up and drive it to the office right now to get to cash the check i could for her but she i mean if you've got the if you if you don't if you've got the real flu you're not going yeah. anywhere yeah and here here's you know another beef here's a beef why do you got to go to the doctor to get a z pack why can't you just go to your pharmacy and say hey wife's got i mean it's not like you're going to get addicted to z pack it's all about the money right See, see, you know, yeah. When you get the flu, you need a Z pack to get you over it. I mean, it's just a, and then when you go get one from your doctor, and you get a prescription. They just give it to you, this little carton thing, and all right, take these pills today, these pills tomorrow. It's all laid out. It's simple. 
why can't I just go down and see uh, my buddy Joe at Law's Pharmacy or Law's Drug or your, you know, and get your Z Pack without having to? Because you know, a lot of times, you, you, when you don't feel good, the last thing you really want to do is go to the doctor. And these telemedicine deals are handy, but that's if you can even get an appointment right now. I know what she needs. She needs a Z Pack. That's why you just got to have a doctor's cell phone on hand, Tommy. Say, yes. hey, brother, I need this. And then uh, <laughs> Dr. So-and-so hey, just, like, get you that. What is it? Why is your dentist buddy calling in a Z-Pack? <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, I don't know. Appreciate does, him doing does it, it, does so. it fly? Does it work? Oh, uh, well, yeah. All right. Well, then give me the pack. He must not be a very good chiropractor. He called in a Z-Pack. <laughs> <laughs> well, I needed some help today. The Arlington Resort Hotel and Spa in downtown Hot Springs, Arkansas is the perfect destination for your next getaway. Join them for a romantic Valentine's Day getaway with a special dinner or romance package. Or if you're coming to town for live racing, they've got room for you every weekend, including Martin Luther King Day weekend and President's Day weekend. Experience all the luxury and hospitality of a Grand Southern Hotel. The accommodations are sure to please everyone. Visit ArlingtonHotel.com for more details. That's ArlingtonHotel.com. Call or text the McClarty Daniel Hotline at 877-377-6963. McClarty Daniel, a vehicle for every lifestyle. When you're looking for a new car, you want to shop for a vehicle you love with an organization you trust. You've probably heard that McClarty Daniel means making deals, but what I'm inspired by the most is that McClarty Daniel means making a difference in our community. When you buy a vehicle with McClarty Daniel, you reinvest right here in the community, in our schools, in our little leagues, in our food banks, and our people. So you're not just making a purchase, you're making a difference too. Come see us at any of our six locations in Northwest Arkansas. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V. Your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. I saw this as a football version. We're going to change it to a basketball version, though. The worst way to lose. We've all watched heartbreaks over the years with our football, basketball, baseball team. Some of you remember the day, the time, the moment where you were when a cataclysmic, catastrophic, painful memory happened for an Arkansas sporting event or whatever your favorite franchise is professionally. So if you're going to lose, Tommy, I'll let you start. Big C, you can come in, then I'll hit it as well. The worst way to lose is you got four options. If you think of a fifth one, you can throw that in there. Is it a blowout? Is it to give up a game winner? Is it to miss a game winner? Or your favorite, Tommy, the ref blows a call. (laughs) Oh, well, I won't won't go with the first or the last. I'm a big believer. Sometimes you lose and sometimes you get beat. And sometimes you beat yourself. And I think beating yourself is the hardest to deal with because you had control over it. To me, blowout losses are, I mean, you just got beat. They were clearly better than you. I mean, not much. There's not much analysis needed in that. Um, but to me, when you when you fail to make the play, you drop the touchdown pass, you miss the game winning shot. Uh, to me, those are the hardest ones to stomach because you know I beat myself there because I didn't make the play. So I'm going to go with that because I think I feel like I had a chance. I had my hands on the steering wheel and missed. Big C, what about you? You've got a chance. Again, there's four or five different ways to lose a game. What is the absolute worst way to lose, in this case, a basketball game? I think when you're, like, up by one or two or whatever and they hit a shot, like, kind of at the buzzer or, you know, with a second or two remaining, those are hard because you were you were ahead, what, two seconds ago, and now you're down and the game's over. So it's like snatching victory from the or i don't know the 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 correct wordage but you i mean you were there, you were that close to winning and then you lose on a final shot that's just tough 
Ian Fort Smith says you're up by three, you don't foul, and you end up losing it overtime. That's his worst way to lose. I would say of those options, um, Tommy, I'm like you, blowout. Uh, it, it's just you just lost. That's I, I know in some cases you'd rather lose that way than off a, a tight game. Uh, I know that Arkansas fans, and myself included, feel like over the years you've gotten uh, the short end of the stick when it comes to certain calls going against you. Uh, basketball, but, football, but baseball. Seriously, what what fan base feels like they've gotten the benefit that's, of the rest? That's fair. Um, Zero. I I think I think you're valid the idea of like missing an opportunity, like a game winning touchdown catch or a game winning field goal or that. But uh, watching another team beat you, and I know there's a certain some guys just make plays, right? I mean, you've got guys and gals out there that are just supremely talented at their craft, and they hit a shot that's contested, or they hit a shot that's double team or triple team. But it's so agonizingly painful to watch someone do that to you, especially after, like, for Texas A and M a couple weeks ago. So Wade Taylor hits that contested three pointer, yeah. NBA three. A and M fans are jacked. They, I think that was the first time they led all game, or one of the few times. And then Tremont Mark comes down and hits that pull-up jumper. I mean that that. Yeah. You what talk, if he wouldn't have hit that? Yeah. That would have that would have stung. Yeah. Him. So so to me, like to be an A and M fan in that situation, there is nothing more painful than than that conclusion now, to a basketball game. Now you bring up a good point because I think the worst way to lose because you're talking about the very end of the game and the conclusion when the horn or goes off or the the final gun sounds, the worst way to lose is exactly what you just talked about in that A&M game. Now, Arkansas won that game, but Big C asked, what if Mark hadn't hit the shot? When you hold a 20-point lead or a, a decisive lead, a three-touchdown lead in the second half in football, whatever, whatever you deem as a, a, a declarative lead, and then you let that slip away, man, that's, <laughs> that's the hardest one. That's radio gold for us because there's blame to go around everywhere. But I think that's the toughest way to lose is when you have command of the of the situation. You have your hands on the throat, and you let them come off the mat to beat you. That's what nearly happened against A and M. And when it happens against your rival, man, that those are those are ones you don't come back from sometimes. Yep. Jason Mountainhome saying that uh, when you're up by two and they hit a bank or a half court shot. I know for Arkansas against yeah. who was it or, against Louisville back in the day. When U.S. Reed hit the yeah, shot down in at Austin. In, in Austston, yeah, NCAA tournament game. What yeah, college right. football team was it this year that could have taken a knee, but they decided to run the ball? That would be the Miami Hurricanes. They they decided to run. Yeah, that, I think you're right. Yeah. They decided yeah, to right. run the ball. They fumbled and you know gave the t- ball back to the other team, and they they ended up winning. I think Georgia Tech ended up. Yeah, that's pretty excruciating. So we've got. Plenty of responses again on this. Again, Tommy, that is our Morning Rush Daily Question presented by Red River Dodge. What is the worst way to lose a basketball or football game? Red River Dodge and Heber Springs, they are Arkansas's number one Ram dealer. Log on at RedRiverDodge.com. So the Super Bowl is on CBS next week, and the CBS game last week was the Kansas City Chiefs and the Baltimore Ravens. Tommy, the Ravens have come out highest rated. AFC Championship game in history. Pretty well, pretty remarkable. No, and not a surprise. You, you had all the star power you needed to make it come together, and then you had a great game on top of that. So, I mean, sometimes when you have star power, it carries you over. And just like my wife, she was all tuned in in this game. If it hadn't been for Taylor Swift, she would have been there. Tommy, or sorry, Christian, I know Dallas Cowboys are, are your team, and Tommy made a good point earlier just talking about the uh, the casual. We don't know. I don't know a single person, and these are wives, girlfriends, non-football fans that isn't making plans to watch the Super Bowl mm-hmm. next week, and I think the combination, as Tommy kind of said earlier, the Taylor Swift effect. So they had 115 million viewers for the Chiefs and the Eagles, yeah, uh, which is the highest rated ever. I think it's it's going to surpass. It might smash the Super Bowl this year. Is going to the high, be the highest rated ever, and I think this game, as good as a game, I think it's going to be because of the. T- it's going to smash that previous record. Like last year, I watched strictly. You know, I wanted the Chiefs to win because I'm. I hate the Eagles. I don't ever want to see them win a Super Bowl. This year, it's kind of the same. I don't love the Chiefs. I'm not really a big fan of you know what the Niners doing. of a team dominating in the NFL and all that. But I would still rather see them win again than the 49ers win another Super Bowl. I think that would that give them six, and you know that would give them one more than my Cowboys. 
Uh, listen, there's a lot of Dallas Cowboy fans that feel the exact same way. They don't like the Chiefs, but they'd still rather the Chiefs win instead of the San Francisco 49ers at, at this point. Well, that's the ratings. I know we care about the food here on the morning rush. So, Tommy, this uh, this website called JetBet uh, evidently catalogs the number of searches around Super Bowl time for food and what is going to be consumed if you had to guess, what is the number one searched food around Super Bowl time in Arkansas that's made for the Super Bowl? In Arkansas? I, I mean, to me, I think about chicken wings and I think about dips, some kind of, you know, exotic or different. You know, how do I have a better cheese dip than, than the last party everyone went to? Or so I would, I, To me, I would gravitate towards dips and wings. Apparently, it's chili. Chili? Chili is the number well, I mean, one in Arkansas. Sense. Pizza is the number one. But what would you Google about chili? I mean, does anyone have an actual chili recipe? I don't. Do you make chili? Do you ever make chili? My dad does. I make quesadillas, smoothies. You've never made a pot of chili? I mean, I've been with my dad as a a kid in in high school and middle school doing it, but I... I I don't have a recipe. I mean, I just, you know, kind of what goes in the pot that day. And, you know, it always turns out good, but there's no two... Pots of chili alike. I mean, I, I don't need to Google anything about chili recipe. Okay. Well, that's apparently number one. Everywhere else outside of Arkansas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Oklahoma, Tennessee, West Virginia, New Mexico, it's pizza. At what? I I'm boring. like boring. Yeah, I'm like you. Boring. Chicken, chicken wings, man. And chicken wings to me is the Super Bowl uh, thing. Like for example, I've you've got a Super Bowl party. I think you're attending next week. I've got one. I'm going to, and I'm going to bring. Chicken wings. You gotta have it. Chicken wings and football just go hand in hand. Now, pizza and chicken wings is the peak. Like when I die or I'm on my deathbed and I got one last death row meal or hospital meal or whatever you want to call it, I want a mushroom and pepperoni pizza and some buffalo wings with ranch, not okay. blue cheese, it, it, but let's ranch. Time out. Time out. Can we just, can we, I think we can agree on this. Boneless wings are not wings. Correct. They taste good, but they're not wings. They taste good, but they're chicken nuggets with with, yeah. with good sauce. I mean, let's just let's. I took the boys out. My my son's birthday was last week. He had a slumber party for his birthday and had you know a few boys over. They wanted to go to B Dubs and have wings, and uh, we tried a bunch of different. It's all about the sauces, right? About the variety of sauce. I mean, that, now that's where I could get on, on board with getting on Google and how can I come up with the perfect sauce? Not just pour something out of a jar. Or a can, or, or whatever. I mean that that that's where the the real grill master comes in. It, you know, you can go buy good wings and you can grill them, smoke them, fry them, whatever you're going to do. But wings are all about the sauce, right? They're all about the flavor, baby. Yeah. No, I, I I agree. And if you get a chance, and if you don't, if you're not, if you're doing boneless wings, you ain't doing wings. You're doing chicken nuggets. All right, I got to tell you a quick story. So one of my best girlfriends, she went on a first date with a guy. It's a good looking cat, made good money, just a good good dude. Their first date. Why does the money have to come into it? Well, I'm just saying that's what appealing to to a lot of women out there. He's, I mean, he's good looking. He's. I think you got it backwards. It's probably the money and then the looks. Yeah. That, anyway, that's go fair. on with your story. Um, and he, it like a good a good dude, but he ordered boneless wings on their first date, oh. and she, she she ghosted him. Which, for those that don't know what that that's word means, she didn't she didn't top. talk to him again. She's like I. I can't be all, with I can't be with the guy that orders boneless wings. I mean, I there like, you go. What if it was, like, was the best guy ever in the world? And evidently, that was an ick for well, her. He's not because he ate boneless yeah. wings. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't understand that. I get. I mean, I, they're convenient. Now you know if if, uh, if I'm driving through somewhere, I mean, it, traditional wings are hard to eat driving down the road or something. Wouldn't you agree? And if you're at a party like a. Uh, you know, big gathering and you know, cocktail party or whatever. You know, boneless wings maybe maybe work better for a for a buffet type setup like that. But no, I mean, if I'm sitting down to chow down on some wings, you gotta have you, you better have me a bone plate here to pile I'm, them bones up. I'm in. fine with not calling them wings, but they're good, so I want to eat. They're them. good. Yeah, I mean, I'm not knocking how they taste. I'm just saying, let's not call them wings. Tyler and Greenwood said he prefers large drumsticks over wings. Wings are just a tease. Tyler, I can't get on board with you on that. I'm not. You're a, a flats huge... guy, aren't you? Uh, no, I like them both. I'm not an equal opportunity wing person. Yeah. Over uh, Ryan Prairie Grove is a flats guy, though. I like the the flats. I like that you can like. There was this video I saw on Facebook one time where this girl like crinkled the ween and then completely took off all the 
the yep. meat from the bone. So I try and do that. I fail every time, but I try and do that. Laura does that. Yeah. Does she? Yeah. Well, she's a talent. All right, some other foods on this list, Tommy. Devil eggs. Can't do devil eggs. Never will. Love um, deviled egg. A good deviled egg is awesome. Buffalo chicken dip, all on board. That's all I ate. I, the only thing I ate when we were in Indianapolis a few years ago for the NCAA tournament was buffalo chicken dip, wings, and uh, the famous steak place that's not coming to side of mind. Pretty good mean. Um, I brought that a few times off. Our, the buffalo chicken dip from Casa de Craft is pretty good. And that's what our Thanksgiving. Uh, no, we don't. Well, or is that we, we do a, we do a, a dip contest a few times a year. Uh, at least once a year at the office. That that's won the uh, the best dip award a few times. Did you start? Did you uh, did you stuff the ballot box or was that nope. a fair a fair drawing? Nope. Okay. Yeah, I know you you those. If I remember correctly, it is pretty good. Guacamole, jambalaya. I had sloppy joes in years, but apparently that's on the list. Uh, bruschetta. I, bruschetta. I, I don't think I've ever had bruschetta during the Super Bowl. I'm 29. No, that's not a Super Bowl. I mean, I love bruschetta. That's an, I mean, anytime I go to a good Italian restaurant, you got to have bruschetta. Yeah. Not, I don't think about bruschetta in the Super Bowl. And then quesadillas is, or rounds it out at number 10, which I have quesadillas, quesadillas at least three or four times a week. So I'm always up for more quesadillas. Again, that is the top 10 most searched Super Bowl foods, according to JetBet. Chili is the number one in Arkansas. Got to have nachos too, right? Yeah, nachos surprisingly did not make the list. That's some, a good point, Big nachos. C. You, yeah, cheese dip is like gotta have cheese dip. I mean, if you if you're at a Super Bowl party, there's not some Rotel out there, some Velveeta with some Rotel in it. I mean, that's like a basic minimum, right? Yeah, that's what Jason Lowe said. And I would I would argue now the best food holiday is Thanksgiving. I don't think there's any dispute. I know Fourth of July, Christmas, Easter. The second best food holiday to me is the Super Bowl Sunday. And I have advocated for having Monday off. Now, not. Tommy, myself, Big C, the rest of our crew having Monday off because y'all want to hear us talk about the Super Bowl, but it should be a federal holiday the next day for people because I don't know if if there is less work done during the course of Super Bowl Monday following the Super Bowl or if it's Thursday and Friday of the NCAA tournament. I don't know which which what is accomplished less between those three days. Well, that's why I've been an advocate for Super Bowl Saturday, but... I'm that's with you. never going to get that's never going to get traction because I mean, too many people work on Saturday. TV networks will never get with that. Yeah, there's a couple texts here on the McCarty Daniel hotline. Have you smoked cheese dip on any of your grills yet? I've yeah. had a bunch of friends, yeah. and again, I'm in a stage of life at 29 years old where a bunch of my friends have become fathers, they've become husbands, and in their own minds, grill masters, and so they're trying all these new. Um, lavish or uh, just different ideas that they haven't done previously. And the smoke watched a YouTube video. Exactly. The smoked cheese dip has really been pushed yeah. when it comes to that. And I've had a few samples and it's it's good, it's good. man. It's good. No, I mean, it's good. I mean, I don't know that you're I, and, and listen, I'm I've got a pellet grill and I use it and it's convenient and that's why I like it. But I don't know that you're a grill master because you can set a pour some pellets in a deal and i mean i've got stick burners and i've got a pellet grill and i've got charcoal and all listen you're not you're just turning an oven on with one of these pellet deals so but for smoking cheese dip and doing things easy and quick and convenient they're the way to go what about i wouldn't be surprised if laura did this next week this seems like something up her alley those fancy charcuterie boards not the charcuterie yeah charcuterie that's a hard word to say. Mm-hmm. Not the traditional mean cheese ones, but like you pick a food group and you make it with that. I mean, she's uh, she's she's pretty artsy and she's pretty pretty good with about anything she tries to do. But she she has made some very good looking charcuterie boards. Has she? Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and and you're right. It's almost like it's a uh, an art contest more than laying out a spread of food. It's like a. <laughs> you almost feel guilty for for getting the first nibble for, off of there for touching it at one point. Yeah. It's kind. It's uh. It's kind of like those those Stanleys. It's like a. Uh, what's the word? I'm blanking. This is it's very trendy, right? Yeah, now. very trendy. That's yeah. the. Thank you for filling that in. I mean, there's businesses that have opened up in Northwest Arkansas and other places that are, their whole business is about you know if you want a big charcuterie board to take to your Super Bowl party they'll they'll make it for you. It is. Uh, I was I was at a uh, engagement thing uh, the other weekend, and there was this just incredible charcuterie board display, just unbelievable. And I was just staring at it, 
because it was it was so awesome and i had the groom comes over to me he's like you want to know how much that ran mm. and i was like what oh. and he's like 200 and so i was i looked at oh, him oh what a big one huh is so. that like low yeah well i mean it's medium i mean you can spend i mean we've never bought a charcuterie board because laura enjoys making them but no you you can spend Closer to five hundred on on a larger, depending on the size of your gathering. I okay. mean, obviously, the bigger the crowd, the more it's going to cost. But yeah, I mean, a um, couple hundred is probably just getting you in the game a little bit for more than a dozen people. Yeah. Well, again, that is uh, apparently the Super Bowl, the top ten Super Bowl uh, searched items, Tommy. You know, I, I hadn't made a good pot of gumbo yet this year. I hadn't had, you know, just hadn't gotten around to it. We made chili when it was uh, we we're kind of snowed in a week or two ago, and I'm about ready to. Uh, you know, to me, a, a pot, of, a good pot of gumbo takes a, a few days because I want to, you know, go get my own, you know, whole chicken, you know, boil that, then debone it, then make my own stock, and I mean, I, you really kind of got to plan that out over for me at least a, a few days time to do it the way I like to do it. But uh, I, I'm not going to pour no roux out of a jar. I'm going to make my own. So I mean, I, I'm ready for a good, good pot of gumbo. I'll eat it, man. You want to make it? I'll eat it. I'll be. I'll be a leech. What a way! Way to lay yourself across the railroad track, there, Ty. <laughs> Listen, some people are afraid to be leeches or contribute to stuff like that. I am open. Well, what and are you contributing? Well, I'm not going to contribute anything. That's what right. I'm saying. I, I'm not afraid to be a leech. You're in this a mooch. Case. A mooch, <laughs> or uh, again, what's it, a, a symbiote? Is that the uh, whatever I used to learn about that in, in science back in the day. It's where you, it's I get everything, you get nothing out of that. So in, in this case, that seems to be. But if you want to make that for me, Big C, and everyone else here, you're more than welcome to do so. Well, thank you. I, uh, I appreciate that. Hey, sports fans, don't let plumbing issues throw you off your game. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric is here to tackle those pesky drain blockages and ensure your water heater is always in MVP form. With Pascal's world-class service, you can count on a winning play every time. Whether it's a quick drain clear or a water heater touchdown, Pascal's got the expertise to keep your home running smoothly. Stay in the game and leave the plumbing to the pros. Schedule your service online anytime at gopascal.com. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. What are you listening like Layden Blocker? The style, the intensity, the passion that he plays with. Got a chance to hear from Eric Mossman, compliment him on Monday night. Just kind of what he brings to the table for Arkansas basketball. Don't know if that's going to lead to more minutes tonight, but definitely still likes his young player. Well, Layden's confident. He's got toughness. He plays super hard. He can score the ball. So true point guard stuff, just as any player, just as Anthony Black, you know, you're still learning a lot of those things, especially when you're, you know, only six or seven games into your first season of conference play. But he's a guy for sure defensively. You know, sometimes he gets a little aggressive and will get in foul trouble in limited minutes. So trying for him to understand when to gamble, when not to gamble are some of the things that our coaching staff wants to continue to convey to him. Tommy, I'm well aware he's not AB. He's not 6'7". He's not, I would say, as good a passer as Anthony Black. Um, He doesn't have the same length. But if I'm Muss... And I know how this season's gone at this point and what he does on defensively. He did, I think, pick up three fouls in like seven minutes the other day. But I'm playing him more tonight, and I'm playing him more the rest of the season. He gets to the rim. He's going to give you all he has on defense. Got to learn to improve his shooting. But I'm playing him more in these next 11 games than maybe I have in the first seven. I mean, I guess there's always a chance of some kind of miraculous turnaround, but I don't think it's happening. And I think the, the, the story is pretty well, the die is cast, let's just say, on this season, right? So figure out the pieces and the parts that you, you want to build a foundation around for next year, and then you'll know exa- – I think you'd have a better idea when you go into the portal what you need because you'll know what you, you – you know, you'll know at an SEC level what you got, at least to a degree, or what it can be. So, yeah, I'm with you. Let's – Let's figure out who, who who you want to hang around with. Let's send the right message for them. Maybe you'll have less of a fight in the portal uh, to keep them by them getting minutes here. Mm-hmm. And we'll see, again, a lot of changes coming to Arkansas basketball after the season with the roster. I'm curious to see what Layden elects to do with his future as a college basketball player. If you want to bet, 
on tonight's game. Arkansas is a five and a half point underdog heading into the battle with the Missouri Tigers. Tommy, does that seem high to you? Is that about right for kind of how you played on the road this season coming off Kentucky? What was that number again? Five and a half. Hmm. I guess it's about right. They're smarter than me, but uh, I would uh, I'd probably take the Hogs and the points. I think I think I don't know I don't know what to expect tonight. That's the thing. If they play the way they did against Kentucky, and one game necessarily have anything to do with the next. Yeah, I think it'll be a close down the wire game. Well, I hope it's the case. But you're right about their road performances this year. I mean, there's no question what those are. Yep, Oxford, Gainesville. Athens, not great. Hopefully Columbia, Missouri will be different. Again, 730 SEC Network. Coverage beginning at 7 o'clock right here on ESPN Arkansas. So Ruskin and Zach will lead you right in to Chuck and Z, and then Hog Reaction will be after that as well. I saw the Hog Managers, Tommy, top 10 in the country. For those who don't know these manager teams, at least we got some basketball team on campus that's doing good. Uh, the, the men's basketball, I had a buddy that was part of the, a couple of friends that were part of this in college. Men's basketball managers play other teams' managers the night before. Tommy, they're top 10 in the country, and they got to win... <laughs> by 13 over Missouri last night. So maybe that's a sign. No. Top 10 in the country. How do you yeah. equate to how do you, who, who's who's voting in that poll? Well, uh, I don't know. I don't know the origin <laughs> of that poll, but they are number 7 Well, at least uh, can we print the shirt? I guess we can print the at t-shirt. At least they can play good. Yeah. 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 The best part about having a Put them in. a friend that was a, fr- a couple friends that were managers in college is you had access to Bud Walden and the practice facility after hours to play pickup games. All right, last thing here. Uh, Jerry Jones, Tommy, said, former Arkansas Razorback, said the Cowboys are going all in this year. I don't know if that means uh, they weren't all in last year or that even years before. You're the Cowboys fan of this program since Chuck's not with us, Bixie. What does that mean? It's just all hoopla, trying to get the fans, you know, back back in, hoping again for a Super Bowl. And I think I think pretty much all Cowboy fans expect a Super Bowl, but Jerry's just feeding into that. That's all he's doing. So uh, he was making an announcement. I don't know. Have y'all heard this audio? I don't. And I don't think we have it necessarily. I was listening to uh, to the radio station here last night, coming back from a game, and uh, they had this audio where he was using a basketball analogy. You know, we're, we're uh, you know we're, we're getting it inside. We're we're getting to the rim. Kept talking about, but we're, we're getting to the rim. He said it four different times, talking about McCarthy and saying, "Hey, we've had regular." And he was, his point was, we've had regular season success. Yeah. We're getting it to the rim, but we're not getting into the hole. And and what he was talking about, you know, he was trying to make the case of why he's kept his head coach because he yeah he's missed three postseason opportunities, but he's getting it to the rim, and he just kept going back to that phrase. He's getting it to the rim. So how do you finish, man? How do you? Finish? Yeah. So I mean, uh, it sounds to me like you better dunk it next year. <laughs> and I think I think to that standard, it may not necessarily be the Super Bowl, but you got to get past the divisional round and get to that NFC Championship game. Finish it off. We'll see if they do it next season. Again, NFC Cowboys, excuse me, the San Francisco 49ers owned it for a good chunk of the season, and they are your NFC representative for the Super Bowl this year. All right, that's going to do it for your hog update this morning. Brought to you by our friends at Mr. Sparky. You don't have to put up with any malarkey. Call 888 Eight Sparky. All right, real quick, I uh, got this note from one of our coworkers, Karen. Uh, Tommy, the uh, I, I don't know if we've ever talked about the uh, National Park College Nighthawks men's basketball program, but they're number one in D two, eighteen and zero this season. D two JUCO, which Juco. make that it's not 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 NCAA Division two, but. Uh, JUCO division. There's okay. two different divisions of JUCO. Okay, so. thank you, because I did. I was going to butcher that, which I did uh so congrats to the nighthawks for their season at this point and hopefully they keep on on winning down there in hot springs yeah, I have, you know and, and and people that don't pay attention to small college uh sports and small college ball you know there's been a uh a real rise in in division two, like rich mountain community college has basketball and baseball now there's a program at down at casa tot um uh, uh, el dorado uh mac there's some different places we we when we get away from the razorbacks we focus sometimes on the division two schools like harding and arkansas tech and sau and monticello that are in our state you get the two at arkadelphia with henderson and and washita but there is a there there's a, a growing uh, basketball and baseball presence with junior college sports in our state. They don't have football, 
which I think sometimes keeps them out of the the spotlight. But um, there's some there's some good ju- JUCO basketball in state. Harrison's got North Art College, so uh, there's a new baseball program over at Mountain Home uh, at their uh, at their uh, college there in town. So I mean, junior college sports an opportunity. Here's what I hear or see out of it more than anything: opportunities for kids in our state to stay in state and further their education, but also play the sport they love. May not be uh, to the level to go to D1, but there's there's JUCO opportunities in our state that weren't there five years ago. So congratulations to the Nighthawks, and Tommy mentioned again a lot of the, the schools that That's are having good athletic, sets, uh, or athletic success, and hopefully that continues, not just with the Razorbacks. Hi, everybody. This is Chris George from Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russell. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Christmas gifts, weddings, heirloom family treasures. And at Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we only have one sale every year, and it's right now. Every single item in our store is value priced for Christmas. We do custom one-of-a-kind jewelry. If that's what you're looking for, come see us. You can get anything fixed for a Christmas gift. Selection, quality, service, and Christmas red tag prices now through Christmas at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russell. Have you tried Benville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Benville Brewing. So, Clay, well, we fielded calls and texts on the McClarty Daniel hotline following Arkansas's loss to Kentucky on Saturday on a hog reaction. And on Monday, it wasn't the same feel as other points this season, especially in, in conference play. They've got a game tonight where they're playing a opponent that's at the tail or at the very bottom as a cellar dweller, as Tommy referred to him earlier this week in Missouri. But it's a team that has played some SEC teams. Should Arkansas fans, even as a five-and-a-half-point underdog, have some confidence based on what they did last game and based on who they're playing heading into tonight's battle with the Tigers? Well, I think Arkansas fans always feel like they got a shot, you know, especially in basketball, you know, the way it's been of late. So they probably do. And I mean, I probably, they probably do have a shot. So I, I get that. Um, but I don't think that we really know how they're going to play and i don't think we have any kind of sample size uh of what this particular group say you know without devo without uh brazil and i you know brazil might play you know we don't i guess we don't really know that that'll that'll be a secret until game time um you know, he's bothered by his, you know, the, the sore knee and don't know whether he needs more time. I mean, we kind of went through that with Nick Smith. Is he going to play? Or is he, no matter what they said, you didn't know for sure. Uh, you know, if he wasn't practicing or he was gone, you knew he wasn't going to play. And that happened some, too. Um, but the, the thing that, and you guys have touched on this, uh, that you don't know, and I've seen this through the years, the – the Purdue day, the Purdue game, the Duke game, the Kentucky game, are not indicators of how this team will play against Missouri, because we know they played at a different level in those games. And they, you know, when they get a blue blood or a top team in Bud Walton, they lift their play. They they get after it. Well, they do that against Missouri. I mean, there's no, there's no reason to do that. There's no feeling that they are a real threat or they are a real scalp that you know you're going to be excited about winning. But uh, let's be honest: if if you don't beat them, then you're in the cellar, and you know it's like a, uh, you know a zero or a one. That's that's pretty much the bottom, and that's where Arkansas and Missouri are. Vanderbilt's there too. Those are the three teams that are going to be, you know, vying for that, you know, the, you know, the, the bottom of the bowl, so to speak. It's, um, your, best, it's your best chance for a win in a while. Yeah, you, you're right, but I'm not sure that's exactly how players think of it, Tommy. And mm-hmm. I think you've reasoned it right for, uh, you know, the thirty thousand foot 
view. That's your. That's as good a chance as you got. Now it'll be better if you play him at home. Yeah. If but you're into winning, it's a, it's that a appeal, if winning appeals to but it. Her, but they know. they have been so up and down. Is my point. In oh, you're right. even in past years, they're going to play Kentucky differently. They're going to play Missouri. And there was a little bit of a period there when Mike Anderson was coach in Missouri and Arkansas. They had a you know a little rivalry. Do they? Do they now? I, I don't know. I mean, I I think there's some fans that feel that way, but gosh, the the I'm not. I don't know how much players can get into rivalries unless they're you know great magnitude, and it's just you know, and they grew up in that state. But the players at Missouri and Arkansas, except for you know, except for Brazil, they don't even know each other. You know the. The bulk of these Arkansas players have not been in that arena. I mean, it's uh, Jalen Graham has, um, you know, Makai Mitchell has. Um, that's it, I think. And you know, the Missouri players—they—they've had a lot of turnover. Now they do have one piece that's interesting. And that's Connor Vanover. <laughs> I mean, that's an interesting piece, by the way. He's—he's he's changed his personality. It appears to me. And his hairstyle. Yeah, I mean, but that is part of his personality. <laughs> that's, that's true. You know, that's all of what he's done. And, you know, a little bit of an enforcer. You know, they, they want him to knock guys around. And he can, but that was never what he did at Arkansas. Um, and, um, you know, as they say, he finally grew up. Does this feel like a game that he's going to knock down, like, five threes? And this, yeah. this it, is it, the, that's out there. That's for sure. It, that's that's in his capabilities. I mean, I remember watching Kayvon Allen, young man from North Little Rock, charging Wildcat, and it seemed like he he'd have like three consecutive bad games. Played Arkansas, dropped thirty four. What it, almost routinely? The Arkansas connections, Clay, whether they transfer or whether they're just an in state kid that ends up somewhere else in an SEC school, they always just kind of bite yeah, Arkansas in well, the Easter. Wouldn't you be fired up? Oh, yeah. If you were them, I mean, if you grew up, I know what you're, you know, you've, you know, grown up on Arkansas basketball, and if you suddenly found yourself, you know, playing at Texas A&M, I, I know that's far fetched, but if you came to Bud Walton, you'd 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 just be going crazy. I mean, you'd, I mean, you'd comb your hair and do things, you know, to, to be ready. <laughs> yeah, this is a, you, you kind of mentioned it. This is not Frank Haith, Mike Anderson. I don't think there's a lot of no. uh, animosity. I mean, you've got Vanover, you've got Brazil, but this does not feel to me like you had back when those two were kind of coaching. It's probably not going to be chippy. I no. mean, if it is, it, it will be uh, a surprise to me. No, uh, but but this is uh, this is an interesting game to see if. If what we saw Saturday is the start of something, and, and Tommy, y'all were talking about Blocker and, you know, getting ready for next year. Well, their real uh, goal is to keep improving in time for the SEC tournament and somehow to make a run and be in postseason. You know, in other words, do something that gets them in the NCAA tournament. So they, you know, yeah. still keep finding uh, the right pieces and putting them to, together. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, uh, the you know. But but let's just be clear: what they did Saturday was an improvement in really one area. They had focused and determination and rebounded defensively for for a big portion of the game. If you look at the rebound number, that was different than what we'd seen, which is effort. But the fundamental flaws in defense were still there. They didn't get any transition point. If you if you want to improve your offense, and Nolan Richardson's teams did this, and I talked to Brad Dunn at length about this. If you want to improve your offense, you get steals, you get turnovers, you you dunk it at the other end, and that's what the last three teams did. They they got steals. This team cannot get steals. They cannot stop straight line drives to the basket for easy baskets. Kentucky got easy baskets to fuel their comeback off of the defensive end because of Arkansas offensive mistakes. Mm -hmm. And Arkansas's defense still gave up. They rebounded and he gave them second possessions, but they still gave straight line access to the basket. There's one time in the second half, and there's a guy in the dead corner. Suddenly the defensive guys 
he's on the boundary. He's on the outside. I mean, I, I mean, that's that's as fun, and it leads to a baseline dunk. You, that's that's how you lose. And all the good things they did, they still didn't correct those fundamental problems that that make them a poor defensive team, which is just uncharacteristic of this coaching staff. You know, I. Uh, I know that Eric Musselman and Keith Smart can coach defense because they've done it. Their teams have, you know, and Keith Smart, he, he played for Bob Knight. He knows he knows exactly, you know, what to tell those guys to play defense, and they don't get it. They, and, and they keep making similar mistakes. Part of it is a lack of lateral quickness. I mean, they're, they're not – they're not – they don't have the length – or the quickness that they Eric's teams have had. They, I mean, they yeah. just blow by him. I mean, it, you say and lateral They, they might but... be in a pretty good position, and they put the ball on the floor, and the guy explodes, and it's like, well, I can't keep, I can't keep up. Well, but, so, but, but a lot of it's off the dribble and transition or, or, or yeah, initial so, setup. They, they so the transition see... is about offensive bad shots or live ball turnovers. They do that on Long offense. Rebounds. Yeah. yeah. When, when so, Arkansas misses threes poorly and the ball comes off – Long. That's when they get in a bind because sure. then the, then they're off to the races. And they don't ever catch up. But I, now I thought that I saw a little improvement. There weren't as many of those in this game. And if they keep, you know, polishing, 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 and that's what Must does. And it looked like he's kind of trimmed the rotation down. So he's going to polish a select number of guys that he think have the chance to keep doing that. Uh, you know, there, there's some guys that didn't get off the pine that we've been seeing. Um, so, I, um, yeah, so I, the, the back to the original question that started all this, should Arkansas fans have more confidence a little, a little? I want to – I thought the most interesting thing that Eric Mosselman said on Monday night to me was talking about – how he feels like the habits of some veteran players on defense are harder to coach out of than maybe some fresh, so. freshmen. But listen to this clip and, and tell me if you come to the same conclusion that maybe I do when it comes to, to freshmen. Last year, Walsh, Anthony Black, Nick Smith, I thought that group of guys, it wasn't that hard to teach them to do it. Mm-hmm. Layton Blocker's done a great job when he's on the floor, and you'll, you'll see on Wednesday he's he's really good at it and and Bay Fall he hasn't played much but he's really good at our stab stance which is something the bigs have to do with their hands you know as I've kind of going through this thing I'm like I, I think it might be a little easier to teach some things mm-hmm. to some younger guys just from a habit standpoint so I hear that and we know he likes veteran guys guys that are molded to a certain extent that he has to coach as much but then I'm like well, at the same time, it's freshmen seem to be easier to, to teach on defense. And I was thinking at one point, we might ever see them pull in a freshman guy out of high school. And then I hear that clip, and I know they got two coming in, Jaden Shelley and um, and I'm blanking on the other, uh, Elohim. And I'm thinking to myself, it has to be a combination, right? Well, it just needs to be talent. I, I don't care what they are. You know, if they're a five-star, you know, they're a talent, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, with with Ricky Council, you could tell that he was a talent and athletic. So he fits and he can play defense. Uh, Justin Smith, you knew. You played against him. You scouted him when he was in Indiana. You knew what kind of defensive terror and rebounder he was. He's a man beast and could, could cover just about anybody. So you, you can scout. The the one thing you got to be really careful about is an older player thinking that I'm going to coach him up on lateral quickness. He's <laughs> not going to do that. You know, he is what he is as far as an athlete. You know, you're not going to get him in the weight room and suddenly change a guy that's 21. Um, but uh, and if if it's a high school player and you don't see lateral quickness, you're not going to coach that up in him. But if you see Anthony Black or, or Walsh or Nick Smith, you know what they can do. They're five stars. So it's just it's all about making sure, uh, and you know what, I'm I'm gonna bet you that he went after some guys in the portal that fit exactly what they needed and didn't get them. And the NIL can affect that. 
you can do a great job of evaluation and go after, and then all at once you didn't get your number one, number two, number three, number four. Alabama right. got one of them. South Carolina got one of them. Kentucky got one of them. I mean, everybody knows the, it's it's not like uh, he's the only one looking in the portal anymore. He was for a while because everybody's like, well, we don't we don't want somebody else's uh, problems. We're we're going to take high school players and coach them up. Well, that, all at once, instead of twenty guys being in the portal, there are a thousand. And uh, but you, it just looks to me that all of these guys have a wart or two, and that they're not the polished player. They haven't been in the right programs. They haven't been with the right coaches. And so some of the things that that Eric and Keith and uh, Anthony Root are throwing at them that it's a little Greek, you know. That, that you know, like what? Uh, you want we want we want to pin the ball on one side. And well, we're going to make them go this way when we pin them on this side. You know, it's like they forget they haven't done it enough, and and then then you see some of them. It's like, well, they can't do it. I mean, that's like they try to pin the guy on one side, and he's he he just goes goes around them anyway. So, uh, but it, it's uh, and then then you're missing some pieces. I don't see a real nasty power forward. You know that that's going to knock people around. You know. There's not a Kamani Johnson on this team at all. Um, you know, somebody that had that kind of toughness, that kind of little, I don't know if it was a mean streak, but, I mean, it's just like, man, I'm going in there, and I, I, I'll throw guys around. Yeah. I mean, he got fouls for literally taking his hands and putting them on them and moving them 10 feet. Um, and sometimes he got away with it. And he, won, he won a game or two, didn't he? You know, with like a late tip or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And then the uh, Kansas game. Kansas game. Got that tip away. Mitchell showed a flash of it on Saturday. The flash is right, though, Tommy. But but it has not been consistent at all. In fact, it's it's, it's been consistent the other way. That was an anomaly to a degree. And he'll he'll block a shot, but if he can't block a shot, his arm is going to be straight down, and he's going to slap. He's going to try to knock it away. The thing that he doesn't do is the feet don't move. I mean, that's, he's a stationary player. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, he can get away with that some, but there'd have to be some other guys around him, you know, to support that. But, he, you know, uh, Jalen Graham, we've seen him. He's, like, in concrete sometimes. I mean, he I'll give yeah. – so I'll give him credit last game. I thought that was one of his better defensive yeah. games. Chandler has been probably the best post player on defense. A lot of fouls. Yeah. Um, and, they, and they do foul a lot. That, and you kind of alluded to it earlier. The issue with this team, and Muss's teams have always fouled. They're prone to fouling. But the other teams... You're going to block up, shots and you're yeah. going to foul. Yeah. And they pick up steals, too, and live ball turnovers. This team has not done that, unfortunately. No. And we'll see. And I don't think... And that's think, what I alluded to, is, is that that's the easiest way to get... That, those. When you get a live ball turnover, uh, you know, or a transition, you know, you get out on a rebound, those are 90% shots. And your shooting percentage goes way up. Well, they don't have that to offset the other issues they have on offense. Yeah. Yep. So I think we're kind of circling back to the same thing. And, and it's they got a chance. They got a chance tonight. I'll put it that way. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.